the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, what's it there for? Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all, stand. Stand, therefore, having ordered your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you're able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Well, Father, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that every person within the sound of my voice will have their hearts open, that they will receive what you have for them tonight. Not my words, but yours. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you. You are welcome here. Lord, I ask that you just touch each and every person. I ask, Lord God, that we will walk out of here changed, that we will not be the same people that we walked in, that our hearts will be transformed, and we will be full, not only filled of um, with your armor, but we will know what you have for us this evening, Lord God. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. So to be strong in the Lord and function in his power, it says we have to put on the full armor, okay? Just like uh, like I was saying, like someone going into battle wouldn't just put on like um, something to cover their their chest. They would put something over their head. They would completely and fully cover themselves, amen? So by putting on the full armor of God, this is the result, Okay, so I'm going to break this down. So Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are strong in him. We will have his power. Amen? Not our power, but his power. And he will give us all power to trample over the enemy. It says in Luke 10.19. Ephesians 6.11, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We'll be able to stand against the wiles. The word wiles literally, I looked it up, it literally means a deception through trickery, cunning skill applied to no good. Amen? We have a real enemy and he is up to no good. So we need to know what his wiles are. He will lie to us. He'll try to trap us. He'll try to discourage us. He'll try to confuse us and ensnare us. That's why we are to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, if it doesn't line up with the word, you guys, it's not from God, right? It's very, very simple. Good God, bad devil. If the thought comes and it doesn't line up with his word, It's not from him. So we have to know his word, okay? The armor helps us to recognize the wiles and the schemes of the enemy. Amen? Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Always remember, you guys, we're not wrestling with people. It may seem like it's your husband, it's your kids, it's somebody who's stabbed you in the back, but it's not people that we're wrestling against. It literally is the enemy, okay? And And the enemy will always try to stir up division and strife amongst us, okay? That's what he does. That's what he does. That's his assignment. Ephesians 6.14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay? The waist of truth, it holds the armor together. His truth will hold that armor together. Just like a belt, if, I'm not losing weight, but if you were losing weight and your pants were too big, your belt would hold it all together, right? It would keep it together. So that's kind of what the waste of truth does. It holds, it, it keeps us secure in him, okay? How do we know his truth? By knowing his word. It all comes down to knowing his word, you guys. Pastor Gene is a man of the word. That's what I love about him. He's like me. If it doesn't line up with the word, it's out of here. It's got to be his word, okay? We have to know his word especially in this day and age with the stuff that's going on out there, the lies, the deception. We have to know his word for ourselves, okay? It's so important. So truth will keep us secure in him. And how do we know his truth? Like I said, by knowing his word. Psalms 119.50 or 119.60 says, the entirety of your word is truth. That means Genesis to Revelation. The entirety. We need the old. We need the new. His word, the fullness of his word is truth. Amen? So the entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So his word stands forever. Amen? Jesus is truth. We know his word's truth. Jesus is truth. In John 14, 5, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The Holy Spirit is truth. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Okay, let's talk about the breastplate of righteousness. Okay? In Corinthians 5.21, 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This breastplate, it will protect your heart. Just like a warrior going into battle, they have this breastplate, and it covers their core. Okay, It covers their heart. There's the key word right there, your heart. Guard your heart. Let it cover your heart, okay? So the breastplate of righteousness, it will protect your heart. You can go into battle confident and bold. The enemy comes at us with the lies, the accusations, the condemnation, and if you don't have the breastplate of righteousness, the fiery darts and arrows will penetrate your heart because you've allowed them to come in. Amen? 
You must know, like I said earlier, you must know who you are in Christ and whose you are. You have to know that, and you have to take every thought captive. If it doesn't line up with the word, it's out of here. Amen? Okay. So feet shod with peace. Ephesians 6.15. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In John 14.27, Jesus said, Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Everywhere your feet take you, guys, as believers, everywhere our feet go, God's promised to give us that ground. We have authority everywhere our feet go, okay? And when we walk in some place, we need to shift and we need to change the atmosphere, amen? We need to shift and change the atmosphere, As we go in, we need to bring his peace everywhere we go. Because this world right now is in a lot of turmoil. And there's not a lot of peace out there. But we can have the peace because we have the Prince of Peace. Amen? He lives on the inside of us. And he brings us his peace. Okay? So as we step forward firmly, we move forward with Jesus daily. Daily. We walk in him. He is our peace. Okay? Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward in him. All right? So choosing to stay in his peace will bring the peace. It's a choice. Okay? It's not an automatic. It's a choice. We have a choice to stay in his peace. When all hell is breaking loose around us, we have a choice to stay in his peace because he is the Prince of Peace. He says, you have not because you ask not. If you're not feeling peace, you need to ask the Prince of Peace to bring that peace. Amen? Lord, we want your peace. (laughs) In Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called one body, and be thankful. Hebrews 12.14 says, Pursue peace with all people. I remember Paul also said, if at all possible, because <laughs> sometimes there's some people that are a little difficult, but you, with all of your heart, as best as you can, pursue peace with all people, <laughs> amen, and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Galatians 5.22 said, peace is also one of the fruits of the Spirit. Like, I want more of that, Lord. I want your peace. I want your fruits of the Spirit. And peace is one of those fruits. Amen? It really, really is. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, can't get it with your mind, right? It surpasses your understanding, obviously, right? It will guard your heart. Here we are talking about that guarding our heart, okay? It will guard your heart and your mind through Christ. His peace will guard our hearts and protect our minds. Amen? Okay, so Ephesians 6, 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench some of the fiery darts of the enemy. All! I want to hear you all say all the fiery darts. We can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one because we have Jesus. We have him on the inside of us. Amen? 
Okay, now the shield of faith. The shield of faith is really your first line of defense, okay? The shield will not only defend your body against the fiery darts, but our armor as well, okay? Because the shield is out there, right? If you can picture... um, a warrior going into battle. They've got, the bre- they've got the breastplate covering their heart and covering all the core. But the first thing out there is the shield, right? That's the first thing out there. And the shield that we have is the shield of faith, okay? That's our shield, all right? So that's the first line of defense. The shield will not only defend our body against the fiery darts, but it is our armor as well. The word shield here in the, in the verse means to guard or deflect. Love that. That means you've got this shield out, and these darts are hitting it, and they're just dropping to the ground. They're dropping to the ground. They are not prospering against you like the enemy meant. They can't. They can't, okay, because you've got your shield of faith up, all right? Your God is proven, you guys. He is a proven God, Amen. He is tested and he is proven. We can trust him, right? He is a proven, proven God. He's trustworthy and you can have all confidence in him. He's not going to let you down like your boyfriend or your friend or your husband or your ex-husband. He is proven and he will not let you down. It is not in his nature. It is not in his nature, you guys. He is, not, he is not what people are. He is God, and he is proven, and he is trustworthy. The word faith means complete trust and confidence. What that's saying is we need to have complete trust and confidence in our God. We can trust him. We can trust him with all that we are and all that we ever hope to be. In Galatians 2.20, it says, Live by faith in the Son of God. You know, when you guys have time, and this is a word church, so how many of y'all know the hall of, of faith? He, Hebrews 11. It gives, like, all of the stories from the Old Testament of all of these, you know, Abraham and, you know, Sarah, and it just goes on and on with all of these mighty men and women of God of faith. Here's the thing. If they could do it, How much more should we do it having Jesus and the Holy Ghost inside of us, right? We can do it. If they could do it, we could do it. How much more could we do it? How much more should we be able to walk confidently and know that we can have that faith in him, right? He will. The Holy Spirit will guide us. He will strengthen us in all that we do. Amen? Ephesians 6, 17. Take the helmet of salvation, okay? There's more of our armor, okay? And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So let's, what is the helmet of salvation? Let's see what that is, okay? The helmet of salvation will protect your mind, okay? You are His. If you have received Christ, if He is the Lord of your life and you are living for Him, You've got the helmet of salvation, okay? So when the enemy comes against your mind and he comes targeting you saying, oh, you don't belong to him. Oh, you did this. Oh, you did that. If you, guys, if you've repented and you have made him the Lord of your life, the devil is a liar. He's a liar, okay? 
So we can have that, that helmet of salvation. The enemy wants us to doubt. He wants us to doubt our salvation. He wants us to doubt the Lord. He wants us to doubt things. But you know what? We can have confidence with that helmet of salvation that we are his. We are blood-bought children of the Most High God. Amen? We are his. And we don't have to ever wonder that if we are or we're not, because we have that helmet of salvation. In Corinthians 10.5, it tells us to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ, because that's where the lie comes against our mind from the enemy. He will whisper the lie. It's going to come to you. I always say this. It'll come to you. Don't let it go through you. In other words, the lie is going to come, and you're going to go, okay, does this line up with his word? No. I cast that thought down in Jesus' name. It does not line up with what his word says. So take every thought captive that doesn't line up. The next one is the sword of the spirit. Woo. In Ephesians 6.17, the sword of the spirit is his word. Amen? It's his word. It's our sword. It's the two-edged sword. You know, somebody once said, I heard them say, the sword, it's... It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword when you use it, okay? It's just a sword, but when you take out that weapon, the word against the enemy, it's a double-edged sword, and the enemy can't stand a chance. Amen? So in Ephesians 6.17, you know, here's the thing, guys. In this hour, like I said earlier, we have to know his word. It's not enough to just get your little devotional out and read a little word. Come on. It's not enough just to get out a devotional and read a little page or a little paragraph and go, I got the word in me. No, you don't. No, you don't. Line upon line, precept upon precept. That's his word in the entirety. We have to know his word. It is, it is, I cannot even stress to you how important it is in this day and age to know his word. It's so important. Jesus used the weapon of the word against the enemy when he came to him in the wilderness. The enemy came to him and he twisted the word, which is what he does, right? Nothing's changed all these years, still the same old tricks, going to twist the word. But Jesus said, it is written. Why? Because he knows the word. He is the word. (laughs) Amen. And he lives on the inside of us. So we also have that authority in Jesus' name. So we do have to know the word for ourselves, guys. We have to speak the word. We have to decree the word. We have to stand on the word. There's been times in my life where I've really had to stand on the word for a healing, for, you know, for finances, for something I've walked through. It is like when you got, you don't know God's all you got until he's all you got right? (laughs) So you have to stand. You have to declare it. You have to decree it. I will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. You have to know his word. His word will not return void. Amen. So it's key and it's important to know his word. Okay. That is the sword of the spirit. Amen. His words are life and they are truth. And I would be remiss in saying that we also have been given a spear of prayer, intercession, praise, and worship. 
So I've heard so many messages on the armor of God, and it was like one day, it's just like I'm reading Ephesians, and all of a sudden that just, it's in there, guys. It's in Ephesians 6.18. It starts talking about praise and prayer and all of that. It's also a weapon. Have you ever heard that song? My praise is a weapon. My praise is a weapon. It is a weapon. Okay? The enemy hates it when we get into praise. He hates it when we worship. He was the worship leader in heaven. He got thrown down. Amen? So he does not like our worship. This morning, man, we broke open some things in worship. Amen? Tonight, it was like amazing. So our praise is a weapon. Okay? So prayer is also a weapon. Okay? It is a weapon. Um, so it's, it's like a spear the Lord was showing me. So in Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Pray in the Holy Spirit, guys. If you have a prayer language and you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit. It's powerful. If you don't have that, I want to pray with you before I leave tonight, and I want you to get it. I want you to get the Holy Ghost fire, and I want you to have your prayer language. The enemy hates it because he doesn't know what we're praying. And it is the perfect prayer. It's the perfect prayer. I mean, when we don't know what to pray for, the Word says he makes intercession through us. Amen? When we don't know what to pray for. So thank you, Lord, for that gift, that incredible gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it goes on in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 15. It says, what's the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. And I will sing with understanding. Jude one twenty says, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. When we pray or sing in the Spirit, making intercession, the word, okay, the word intercession, this is so awesome. So I looked up, I looked up what the word intercession actually means. Powerful, you guys. Are you ready for this? The word from the Greek literally means to precisely hit the mark with an arrow or a javelin. Whoa. I read that. I'm like, what? So intercession, our prayers of intercession are a weapon. They're like a javelin that will precisely hit the mark. Amen? I was like, that's awesome, God. So for the sake of time, I'm not going to read um, 2 Chronicles 20, but how many of you know the story of King Jehoshaphat? I don't know how many of you know this. It's in Old Testament. It's in Chronicles. You know, Jehoshaphat had a great army coming at him, and he sought the Lord, like, what, what do I do? I mean, we're, like, surrounded. They're, they're, there's more of them than us. You know, he sought the Lord what to do. And the Lord said, the battle belongs to me, Jehoshaphat. So he's told him, he says, don't fear. It's my battle. And he told him to send in Judah. Well, the tribe of Judah were the worshipers, okay? These were the worshipers. Judah was worshipers. And the Lord said, send them in first. He didn't say send in the guys with the spears and the the guns and all the stuff and all the the battle stuff. He said, send in the worshipers. Yeah, send in the worshipers. Okay, so that's what they did. So the worshipers went ahead of the army in the story in 2 Chronicles 20. I highly encourage you guys to read it. You will be so blessed. So 2 Chronicles 20, 21 and 22 So this is Jehoshaphat. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. 
and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And they were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and praise, I love this. When they began, I want to see the Blu-ray of this in heaven. I really do. I want to say, okay, God, I want to see this. (laughs) So when they started singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were all defeated. (laughs) Amen. Yay, God. I mean, come on. This is a perfect example right here out of his word, how powerful our praise is. It's another part of our armor. It's another weapon. Amen. It's another weapon that God has given us. So it is an example of that. Now I want to just briefly go back over the armor, just sum it all up. Waist or belt of truth. It holds all of the armor in place. It's the truth of his word, okay? Breastplate of righteousness. It will guard and protect our heart, okay? Against the attacks where Satan lies to us about our self-worth, and he does. Again, it's knowing who you are and whose you are, okay? I'm going to give you guys a testimony of something that happened to me a few years back, um, There was a minister that came from um, Tampa, and uh, I think you guys did the outreach with me. Um, Rodney Howard Brown had sent a team here to go out and minister down in the, you know, all over the Phoenix Valley. And we ended up, it was me and a bunch of moms and grandmas, and we ended up going down to Cass, which is down in South Phoenix. And um, I didn't even know. I mean, we just had such a grace to be there and to share with them. And um, the young girl that was leading the hour, she was probably maybe 22 years old. She was like my son's age at the time. And so everybody else was ministering, and she was with me, and she said, I think we're supposed to go across the street and talk with them. And there was like this really hardcore group of men right there, and I'm like, oh. I just didn't feel a peace about it, about going. Always go with your peace, guys. Always go with the peace of God, because he will let you know if something doesn't feel right, then it's probably not right. Amen? So we crossed the street. It was just her and I. And all of a sudden, they all surrounded us. And we were right in the middle of this group. And it was, I got to tell you, it was, okay, God. (laughs) And she was standing there. And this one guy in the group, he was relentlessly, like, harassing the girl that was with me. Like, just being mean and saying mean things. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus, give me a word. Give me something to get us out of this situation. And and I kept saying, look at me. I kept trying to get his attention back on me, but he wouldn't. Finally, he did, and he looks at me, and in the most demonic voice, and he looked, his his whole face was distorted. He looks at me, and he goes, you know who you are. She doesn't know who she is. (gasps) It was like the hair on the back of my nose. Whoa! Yeah, so the enemy knows, he knows those of us who truly know who we are in Christ. He knows. He knows sometimes better than we know. And I was like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> help me, Jesus. What do I do? Because it just, well, the whole thing was just escalating, and they were taking her water, and we were just, it was just, uh. So I said, Lord, give me a word for him. Give me something for this, for this guy. And all of a sudden, the Lord goes, you tell him that he had a praying mama, and he had a praying grandma, and he knows the truth. And I said, okay, God. And I said, look at me. And he looked at me, and I said, 
you had to pray in mama and you had to pray in grandma and you know the truth. And immediately he came to himself immediately. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to say he got saved and delivered that day. He didn't. I, he didn't, but what it did do is it got us away from that situation. We were able to just walk away. So you have to know who you are, guys, and whose you are. That was like, I've never had a moment like that before or since, but I will never forget it. It really made me realize I need to know who I am in Christ. Amen? I need to know who I am in him. Um, you are the righteousness of Christ when you trust in him you rely on him, and you live a lifestyle of abiding in him. It's a daily walk, right? Jesus said, take up your cross daily. You know, we can't afford in this hour to be lukewarm. He says, you're either hot or you're cold. But if you're lukewarm, I will literally spit you out of my mouth. I don't want to be spit out of his mouth. That puts the fear of God in me. Amen. I want to be hot and on fire for Jesus in this hour. Amen. I know we all do. Okay, so that's shoes of peace. Shoes are able to make you walk stable, right? There's certain places you just can't walk in your bare feet. You need shoes, right? Well, spiritual shoes. Shoes will protect your feet. They'll keep you moving forward. Stay in his peace, and you will be stable. Protected, continue moving forward, daily walking with him. Amen? It's huge, you guys. It's so huge. Shield of faith. Your faith is the first line of defense. It's what's out there first. It keeps the arrows, the attacks, the lies, the insults that the enemy from getting to the rest of you. So that's your first line of defense, that shield of faith. Amen? The helmet of salvation. This will protect your head and mind against the lie. Are we truly saved? You know, how many have asked themselves that? Because the enemy will come with the lie. Like, you don't live like you're saying. You don't look like a Christian. You know, I mean, I mean, how many of us? But you know what? We have to trust that we're his and that we are saved in him. So that helmet of salvation will protect us as we know our identity through him in our salvation. Amen? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is the offensive weapon to be used before the assaults can get to you. So how many times, okay, so if you have the word on the inside of you, when you're faced with a diagnosis, I I was faced with a very detrimental diagnosis in 2006, and all I had was the word. I stood on the word. I confessed the word. I said, God, your word does not return void. You have to know his word. If I didn't have the word on the inside of me, when those, those lies came or those diagnoses came, I would have said, I don't know what to do. But I had the word on the inside of me. And it will arise. It will rise up in you. It will rise up on the inside of you. Get it in you now before you get the assault, before you get the diagnosis, before you get the word from somebody. Get it on the inside of you. Amen? Come on. Come on. Give God some praise in this house. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, God. You have to know his word. Get it down on the inside of you. Break the lie. Cut the lie. This is always my first weapon of choice, the word. They're all my weapon of choice. I mean, praise. How many times when, you know, you've been hit with like, oh, man, I'm so down. I don't even, I mean, there's sometimes where I'll just, and I'm like an upbeat person, if you can't tell. But um, 
<laughs> but sometimes, you know, you'll just feel like, I'm feeling really down. I don't even know why. Well, fellow, I'll put on some worship. And I start getting my eyes off of me. I start getting my eyes on Jesus. Jesus. And I start seeing things shift. And all of a sudden, I got the joy of the Lord. All of a sudden, I've got what I need because I worshiped him. So that's huge. All of those are your weapons. Case. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Praise, prayer, and worship. Prayer keeps us in relationship with him. It'll keep our eyes fixed, and it'll keep our eyes focused on him. The battle is won on our knees. It really, truly is. It is. When you don't know what to do, go to him. Take it to the throne. Go to him. Get on your face and say, God, I need a word. I'm, I'm walking through this battle. I need a word. So the battle is won on our knees, and through praise and worship, the enemy has to flee. He has to flee, guys. He can't stay, and he hates our worship. He hates it, which makes me want to sing all the more. <laughs> so Singing's not my thing. Not like, <laughs> like Michael, but yeah. But I will. I will. If it'll make him flee, I'll do it. So to wrap this up tonight, I just want to give you guys a final thought. Every believer must be thoroughly equipped to learn and use each and every one of these spiritual weapons. We have to. I encourage you guys, get into Ephesians 6. Start reading it. Start breaking it down. You know, apply it. It's, it's huge. I want, you guys, I want you guys to leave knowing this. I want you guys to repeat after me. You guys ready to repeat something after me? You ready to decree something? You ready to decree something in the house? Okay, repeat after me. I am anointed. I am appointed. I am a warrior of God who walks by faith, fully clothed in his armor to take territory for his kingdom. Come on. Take territory for his kingdom. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Whew. You know, I just want to pray over each one of you guys tonight. Um, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want tonight to be your night. If you feel like you've gotten far away from him, we've all been there. I've been there, you know. Let tonight be your night to just lay it down and get, get right with him, okay? Don't walk out of this place. Tomorrow is not promised, not to any one of us. Not to any one of us. I don't care what age you are. There, is, there are no promises, you know. So we have to know that we know that we know him. So I do want to pray. And if some of you have felt tired and you're like, you know what? I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh fire in my life. I need to get, get to that place where he's my all in all. I want to pray that for you tonight. I'm going to have the altars open tonight. I will pray over each and every one of you. I believe that God is going to impart a freshness in you. I believe that God will give you all of the gifts and everything that you need on the inside of you tonight. Um, As I was sitting here during worship, I heard the Lord say,